You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Chen. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. Thank you all for joining us today. Uh, this is a special thing that we are doing, and I am joined here by Brother Scott Green. He's the teacher of our Navigator Sunday School class, which is uh, not really defined as far as age is concerned. It's more so stage of life. We have people in college and career, basically, is where they are at. And then also we have Brother Rusty Petrie with us. So thank you so much for being here, sir. Glad to be here. And we are looking forward to hearing from Brother Scott today talk about developing spiritual habits. And uh, he has seven different habits that we're going to be looking at today. So Brother Scott, I'm going to hand it over to you. But before we do that, I really appreciate how you approach the class and kind of tailor the your study for this generation. So what is your mindset as far as approaching this Navigator Sunday School class? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, so if I look at myself, I'm, I'm married, I have kids, and I'm a, a professional uh, career where I'm kind of, kind of steady, right? I'm not really trying to navigate life too much because I'm on that mid-road, mid I guess you could see. Um, so the, the class, the Navig Navigator's class is geared towards those that are maybe trying to find themselves through all this journey. They're they're trying to navigate the Christian lifestyle, trying to understand what the Bible says about how they should live their lives for Christ and to better serve God. And it can be a challenge for that, that demographic because, you know, for, for the most part, they're living in the world, they're working in the world. And so with this class, the Navigator's class, the goal is to try to find uh, lessons from the Bible that give them some pointers and some guidance on how uh, to better live for God. I think that's so needed because right now what I'm hearing more than anything from, and I say our generation, but I'm younger uh, than both of you all, but is there's this idea more and more as time goes on that the Bible is less and less relevant for today. Uh, and that couldn't be further from the truth. Absolutely. I, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because I work in the corporate training field and um, we do a lot of training on you know, positive psychology and, you know, uh, discipline and those type of things on how to live your life and be productive in the workplace. And every time I've taught a class or I've presented, facilitated a class, later on I've gone back and looked in my Bible and I saw the same lessons in the Bible. Uh, so I'm not saying throw away all of your professional materials, but the Bible pretty much has it all. It's such that. a needed time in a person's life. Yeah. Um, it's kind of one of those things you've just got out of high school and, and your friends are scattered now all over the universe and you're kind of sitting at this crossroads and you're like, what do I do with myself? Uh, do, I, do I go to college? Do I, am I going out into the work field, the workforce? Am I, am I gonna be a stay-at-home mom? What am, what am I gonna do pretty much for the rest of my life? And it, it's those decisions that if you don't make the right decisions with God in mind, right. you can really, really derail your life. And that's really what you're covering today because education is great and getting your diploma and everything, but along with that needs to come discipline and habits are definitely a part of that. So uh, go ahead, sir, tell yeah, us what sure. we're looking at today. So our our key, pa key passage is from Romans 14, 11, 12, and it states, For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, Every tongue shall confess to God, so then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. The importance of that passage is, regardless of 
how you live your life, at some point, you're going to have to give account for yourself. Um, regardless of what's said to you, what's done to you, you are ultimately responsible for your own actions and you are ultimately responsible for the way you live your life. And so the goal, again, with this lesson is to give you some pointers on how to develop a spirit, how to develop spiritual habits. So as you navigate life, as you navigate college and careers, um, bringing along these spiritual habits should help you get through that. Um, so you want to ask yourself sometimes, you know, uh, what are some bad habits that we have? And most people don't honestly want to answer that question. They usually do a better job of picking out other people's bad habits than they, than they are acknowledging their own. So uh, we're going to take a look at some, some ways to develop some spiritual habits, some, some strong spiritual habits that are pleasing to God. So we'll take a look at the, the first um, thing that you can do to develop a spiritual habits is number one is be responsible. Um, like our key passage states, um, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. And the thing that we notice a lot in, in this world is a lot of people will lay blame on others for their own actions. They, won't, they refuse to take responsibility. And so when you want to get in the habit of accepting responsibility for your own actions, your own thoughts, uh, don't blame others for things that you've done and mistakes that you've made. Um, try not to live with that victim mentality. And the world today is, is really full of a lot of people with that victim mentality. And you can only control the way you react to things. You know, so much in this life can take place, but you are ultimately the person that's responsible for your actions. Again, so like our, our, our key passage states, For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Another passage that we can look at is in 2 Corinthians 5.10. I beat you to it. Oh, okay. Go horse. Go ahead. <laughs> For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. So do you have any additional thoughts on that, Pastor? So I think the key word, and especially the key passage, is himself. And you already put... And put an emphasis on that. Every one of us shall give account of himself to God. I mean, it really can't get any more clear. But if I think of now, even when I've been approached before by a manager at work or by Pastor Atwood, and you know, when I was a youth pastor here, and something that I did was questioned, my first reaction as a human is always, I made that action or I, I did that action because somebody else did this. Again, uh, it's so easy to, like you said, to say this happened to me or I did that because of this, but ultimately it's going to be on you and you're going to have to answer for it. So be responsible for yourselves. Be responsible for your actions. Um, another uh, step that you can take is to begin with the end in mind. And if we turn to Luke 14... 2830. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he hath sufficient to finish it? Lest it happily, after he hath laid the foundation, and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build, and was not able to finish. So what's taking place here, Pastor? Uh, it sounds like somebody who didn't have enough vision. And I, I was watching today Pastor Jack Treber in California, and he was talking about vision today and how he defined vision was to take a picture of the future and bring it into the present. Mm -hmm. So 
it's easy to get a picture of the future. And this is what I want to do, and this is what I would like. Every, how I put it is everybody, and I'm not the first person to put it this way, but everybody wants change, but nobody wants to change. Right. And you look in the future, and you, I want to, by the end of this year, have read through my Bible all the way. Or I want to invite somebody to church, or I want to have better spiritual habits by the end of the year than I do now. It's really easy to talk about the end of the year or to talk about December when you're in January. Well, what about February? What about March? What about all the work that needs to go into it in the meantime? I mean, um, Miss Maria, your wife, she just read through, uh, she did the 90-day challenge. And I'm sure the first handful of days was all good and happy. And then life comes and you fall behind a couple days and then it takes that character to get back into it. Uh, now, personally, um, when I think of character, I think of Brother Rusty. I mean, I don't know if it's just, <laughs> I don't know if it's just how he's always been, but I mean, Brother Rusty wakes up at I think four o'clock every morning, and then the only oh three o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only the only people up at that time, other than Brother Rusty, are snipers and milkmen. Yeah. Um, and I just do not believe that that's how you've always been. I think you had to work into that, and I'm sure it wasn't always easy. Hmm. I sure. mean, there's, and it, I mean, there, there's, there are definitely days when, when the alarm clock goes off, and I'm like, I, I don't want to do it today. But just looking at this verse 28, it's, it, it really comes down to, and it's, it's really one word, dedication. Mm -hmm. it, it's, do you have the dedication to, to make up your mind to do something and actually do it? Right. And I mean, the Christian life is, is just that way too. It's, I mean, salvation is just that way. It's, it's, you accept the gift and then you move on from there and you grow in Christ and right. you, and you want to live for him, but it takes that dedication. Once you get saved, it's, it's that dedication that moves forward, that, that wanting to live for the Lord, wanting to live the rest of your life for the Lord. I really think that that's something that is, is very important, not only for, for, the college and career class, but also even for the teenagers, it's, mm -hmm. it's something that it, it starts young in life of, of parents showing their children. You you got to have dedication. Sure. If you make a mind to do something, it, it's if you join that t-ball team, it, not knowing that you want to play it, you're gonna finish that season. Yeah. You're not gonna quit halfway through and say, "Well, I did, I just didn't want to do it. I just wanted to try it out." No, you're gonna finish it because it takes that dedication and, and learning that dedication to to get to where you need to be and, and that plays such an important factor later on in life of, of having that dedication. Sure, and we we live in an instant gratification society where if someone doesn't get the results they want right away, it's okay. This isn't working out. Exactly. Right? And, and, and so it's easy to turn away from it and, and stop trying to move forward. And you could put it in a lot of different ways, but every worthwhile product comes with a very hard process. Sure. And you can't have the product without the process. And in this instant gratification society, we're finding more and more ways to get our hands on the product with no process. And we're running into a lot of issues with it. Uh, some of the main politicians running right now are all about how do we give everybody a product that they haven't worked for, that somebody else has worked for. And it might seem good at the time, but when real life hits and you've never worked for anything before in your life, it hits hard. 
I think that's what the Lord is saying here in Luke chapter 14. You're not going to try to build a building. You're not going to try to go into battle without thinking first. Yeah. So, the, so that was number two, begin with the end in mind. So number three is put first things first. And I can say for me, the best days that I have are the ones where I start with prayer or doing devotion. You know, you wake up, the first thing you do is put God first. Um, and I can tell you the bad days that I have, I usually look back and something, something didn't go quite right for me that day. And I usually can look back and go, you know what? I didn't even start the day off right to begin with. So how did I expect it to end? Our passage for this is Matthew 6, 27. 34, and it's a long one, so I'm going to have Pastor read it. <laughs> Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Uh, just a note here, that's Brother Danny Alegria's favorite yeah. uh, a verse right now, he's saying. <laughs> a verse for, for short guys like us. Uh, verse 28, And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. You would do whatever you put first in your life. Mm -hmm. uh, when we talk about tithing, right? That's the first check that we should write. Uh, you know, the first thing we do when we wake up in the morning, say a prayer, mm -hmm. you know, ask, ask, you know, tell God that, you know, thank him for that breath that we got this morning. So, and I think you can tell in people's lives what they put first. And I mean, what are you going to put in front of God? Everything that you put in front of him is, is you're pretty much worshiping that. Right. It's almost having like a false God. It's, it's you've now put this in front of God and, and God should be number one in your life. He should be first in everybody's life. He should be first. I mean, in every decision you make, it's every, it, when you decide who to, who to marry, when you decide what your career should be, it's everything should have Christ in mind, and it's you should be praying about all these things. Yes. Um, but like you said, it's it's start every day with Christ, and but not only that, just having that fellowship throughout the day. It's it's asking Him for guidance, praising Him for the things He's done throughout the day, and it's just keeping it going. But it's it has to start somewhere. And, and really, that's that's uh, putting things first is also focusing on things that matter. You know, and, and yeah, I think you said it perfectly. If you anything you put in front of God is now something that you're almost worshiping before God. And so, like, if you take a look at uh, Matthew six nineteen twenty one, Christ says, "Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is." There will your heart be also. And I think it's tough for our this group, the college and career age, because they spend most of their time in school, mm -hmm. or they spend most of their time trying to navigate, you know, a professional career. And it's easy to let the the search for a higher pay or a degree get in the way of what's really important. Um, and you can do the I mean you can have a successful career and you can get an education and 
you do all those great things, but when you keep Christ in the forefront of it, uh, you know, because ultimately, that's who you're going to have to answer to at the end of the day. Not your boss, not your your professor. At the end of the day, at the end of uh, this journey, uh, you know, it's it's going to be Christ that we answer to. Another thing that I remember really struggling with in college, because I wasn't a very good student, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I did well in high school, but then I, I got involved in sports and everything, and then uh, in, in college, I had so many credits, and then you're working 40, 50 hours a week, and there was certainly a time in my life, especially in high school, where I really lost sight of what was truly important. Yeah. But then in college, I did make a decision, you know, I want to put the Lord first. But then I realized, okay, along with that, like Brother Rusty was talking about, needs to, you need to have dedication, you need to have character. And it felt like as much as I prayed for character, I just didn't wake up with it the next morning. You know, I would tell myself, I'm going to wake up at 5 and I'm going to read my Bible. And the next morning, I'm waking up at 7.30 and I need to get to class at 8. And so I'm telling myself I was supposed to have read my Bible already and I didn't. Um, so what I ran into in college and the career age was I had the desire to put God first and to, and to start off my day with the Lord, but my character wasn't there. And then I would reach the end of the day and yeah, I had gotten my schoolwork done and maybe I had did, done well on a test and I did well at work that day. But I lay my head down thinking, when did I pray today? Did I pray at all? Did, I didn't read my Bible at all. So then I get out of bed and I grab my Bible and I wake up about five hours later with the lights on in my room and my head down on my Bible and I had fallen asleep. And it was just so frustrating. But it reminds me of an illustration where if you have a five-gallon bucket and in front of you you have some big rocks and then you have smaller rocks, and then you have sand, and then you have water. How are you gonna fit all of those things in the bucket? You have to start with the big things first, and then you put the smaller rocks in, and then the sand will fill in all those different areas, and then the water kinda takes up the place. So I really had to learn in college, school is important, but it's not as important as the Lord. And then as I went forward, I saw, okay, wait a second. If I just had the character and if I approached it right, I can get closer to the Lord and do well in school. Uh, I can get closer to the Lord and be the right father and husband. Uh, and it takes understanding there's only so many hours in the day. And the biggest part about that is focusing on what is truly important. So another habit that we want to try to follow um, is following the golden rule. And if you look at Matthew 7, verse 12, Jesus says, Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. I'll tell you, life is a lot easier when you're nice to people. And if you're surrounding yourself with other uh, people with Christian values and, and, and believers, it makes it a lot easier to be nice to them. And, and, and vice versa, you'll, you'll get that in return. Um, sometimes when we're in school or in a professional career, we focus on the competition of you know who's up for a promotion, who's up for a raise, uh, and it can be uh, pretty competitive. And when we do that, we kind of lose sight of the importance that Christ tells us to take care of our fellow man. Uh, number five, 
number five habit is listen sincerely. Our verse for that is Job 37.2. Hear attentively the noise of his voice and the sound that goeth out of his mouth. So a, a couple ways that I like to look at with listen sincerely is uh, seek first to understand when you're dealing with somebody else. Um, usually we want to respond so quickly. Uh, we don't take the time to actually listen to what they're saying. Um, and so seek first to understand, then to be understood. But another way that I like to look at this, uh, this step of listen sincerely is throughout a service or throughout a song service or, you know, if, if there's a, a song special going on, you actually listen to the words that are that are being sung. Do you focus in on every word that the, the, the pastor is um, preaching? Um, it's important to really, when you're, especially when you're in church or even if you're just listening to it on the a podcast, on the radio, to really dig deep and, and listen sincerely into those words that are coming out. Uh, a verse that, that reminded me of was James chapter 1, verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, mm -hmm. slow to speak, yes. slow to wrath. I remember my teachers telling me all the time, Johnny, the Lord gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason, because you're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. So with that being said, I'm not going to say anything more for the rest of the podcast. I'm going to mute my mic now. But you're doing a great job. Uh, so we'll continue. <laughs> so number five was listen sincerely, and number six is seek counsel. Uh, Proverbs 19.20, are you there, Brother Austin? I am. Hear counsel and receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Do you have any thoughts on that? Really, the end of that verse, uh, thy latter end, it, it's really saying pretty much for the rest of your life, be able to take counsel. Yes. When I was younger, it's, it's, I, I knew everything, and I, I didn't want somebody to tell me, <laughs> This is what you need to do. I didn't want to listen to that counsel, and I didn't want to. I, I, we all go through. It's like I, I know everything. I'm smarter than than you are. Why are you giving me counsel about this? And I, to the point of, I mean, sometimes I, I would even walk away angry from it. It's like, yeah. well, why is this person trying to tell me how to live my life? Why is this person? Whereas, if I actually, I mean, now in retrospect, if I would have listened. 12 years ago, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> if I were to listen to some of these people growing up, I wouldn't have faced some of maybe some of the challenges sure. that I did have. That's the thing, because you're, you're, can I talk? Yeah. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> you're going to learn the lessons at some point. You have to. So if as a younger person, you just kind of sit and listen and learn, in your latter end, then you can be the teacher, and then you let your voice be heard. That, that's the time for it to happen. But if you're spending all that time as a teenager talking and as a, as a college student, oh, I know that, I know that, I know that. The time is going to come when, no, you don't. You really don't. And so then you have to be learning when, if you just would have been patient, you, you would have been teaching at this point uh, without having to learn the hard way and sticking an entire shoe store in your mouth at some times, which is what I had to learn over and over and over again. Even a fool is counted wise when he stops talking. So, and I think even along those lines, I mean, along uh, seeking counsel, but I think also seeking wise counsel, because there are, there are some places you can go for wrong counsel. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, Google is, is the wrong counsel. <laughs> I, I mean, yes, you can find Exactly. Them, we use Bing. Right. Right? It's, yeah, use Bing. Don't use Google. Not sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are there is such a thing as receiving wrong counsel, and, and if you're going somewhere, 
trying to seek that counsel, make sure that it's godly counsel. Uh, another follow-up verse with this is Proverbs eleven fourteen, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Yeah, you have to be humble enough to listen to the counsel of other people. And no better place that I could think of to have wise counsel presented to you is in a church or a Bible study or a Sunday school class. Um, you know, I, I meet people when we go out soul winning who says, I don't need church. I don't believe I need that. You know, I can, I can worship God on my own. But there are plenty of scripture that, sh that tells us that we should assemble together and we're expected to assemble together. Mm -hmm. And seeking counsel, that's, that's where you seek that counsel from. And so this brings us to uh, number seven, our last uh, tip, our last pointer in developing spiritual habits. And that's sharpening your saw. In Romans 12, uh, verse 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And one of the things that really stands out to me with that, that verse is, um, the renewing of your mind. Um, and so when, when I say renewing of your mind, what does that mean to you, Pastor? What I think of is Philippians where it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Uh, because when just left to our own sinful nature, we're not going to be thinking of the things that we should. We're not going to be approaching things in the way that we should. Again, you wake up at a college and career age, and with all the things on your plate, the first thing your, your flesh is thinking of is, I have a test today. Right. You're not thinking, oh, I need to read my Bible. So when I think of that, I'm just thinking of all these different verses in the Bible. It's not our first reaction as sinful people to think of things that are pure. Whatsoever things are pure and lovely and of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's any praise. Um, I'm thinking of what is going to make this day less stressful as far as my uh, physical mindset is, and, and it's switching from the physical mindset and the fleshly mindset, what will make my flesh satisfied today to what is going to feed my spirit. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, there has to be that renewal every single morning. So it's a consistency. It's a consistent effort to continuously try to grow. Because you can't overgrow it. You can't, you know, Oh, I'm good enough. I, I, I got all I need. Uh, no, you, it's something that you continuously work on. And, and so that's why I associate that with sharpening the saw. You know, every, every, every saw, you know, eventually if it's getting worn down, it's going to have to be sharpened again. And, and some ways that I, I look at sharpening the saw for spiritual growth is studying the Word. Even, even after you've watched the, the preaching online, go back and watch it again sometimes. Because you may get something that you didn't get that first that first time. And so it's like watering a plant, you know, taking care of it, nurturing it. And so that's that's one of the ways I look at sharpening the saw in the Christian life. It's really about surrounding yourself with the right people too. It's easy to be, you know, dissuaded and, and pulled away if you're making your priority hanging out with classmates or coworkers. And so it's important to make sure that you're taking that time to attend church, attend Bible study. Go soul winning on those days that that we're doing soul winning. Um, that's how you grow stronger. That's how you uh, continually renew yourself every day, like Pastor said. 
uh, each morning, getting up, praying, uh, getting right first thing in the morning. What I would say along with that is if you're in a part of life right now where you are in a school or you're at work and you're at this age, um, it's easy for other people to tell you, oh, you need to be around the right influences. But sometimes that's just not an easy choice to make. You're going to a secular college where the things that you hear and the people that you're surrounded with are just not conducive to renewing your mind. Uh, but understand, when you spend that personal time with the Lord, that's all you need. Whenever you can, obviously, surround yourself with people uh, that are going to, like the Bible says, uh, uh, as iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. But between the choice of surrounding yourself with worldly friends or not having friends at all, you have to come to the point where you realize it's better not to have friends at all uh, because they will dull you. And that can be very frustrating for a young person because anybody, but especially a young person, is going to crave fellowship and camaraderie. And this is the time of life, your early 20s, even up to your 30s, where people start making poor decisions because of what you mentioned earlier, Brother Rusty. I know I need to seek counsel, and the only people around me right now are our peers. Well, I'd just as soon seek the Bible's counsel. So don't be discouraged if it's not as simple for you to, hey, surround yourself with right people. Um, right now, at this time of life, it might be you need to understand that a hard decision you may need to make is... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and depending on the Lord and listening to Him and then trusting that He's going to bring people by your, by your path that will help you and encourage you in that way. Reach out to somebody. Sure. Reach out to somebody and, and be that for somebody else. They're seeking the same thing that you're seeking, especially like your peers, but reach out to them and, and, and want to have that fellowship with them and have maybe have that Bible reading time or maybe question each other or just text them and say, hey, you prayed for you today. Hey, what did you pray about? Or hey, what, hey, what was your devotional? And, and just hold, hold, really holding each other accountable to encourage them. I mean, maybe they had a bad week or, or something of that nature. And just, I mean, and literally just receiving that message. Hey, I prayed for you today. And I'll tell you what, that, that um, so I get those every once in a while. I get them from pastor once in a while. And first I'm like, did I do something? Right? <laughs> uh, just out of the blue, he just sent me a text saying he prayed for me. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> getting fired from the Sunday school class. No, um, but it's one of those things where it can really change your day. That's where the accountability comes in, and that's where friends come in to, to sharpen you. And what Hebrews chapter 10 says, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. And then there's a colon at the end of that verse. So the thought continues. How do we consider one another? How do we provoke somebody unto love and unto good works? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is. And that goes back to Romans chapter 12. I think as the manner of some is, is talking about the worldly philosophy right now. Oh, we don't have to go to church. We can just, no, no. That's as the manner of some is. You have to put that aside. What does the Bible say? How do I renew my mind to what the Bible says? My Bible says, it doesn't matter what changes in the world, it uh, doesn't matter what the world says about how you can do all this stuff on your own. If we're going to consider one another and provoke one another to good works and love, church is part of that. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't take it away and expect the same result. It's like, oh, I'm going to bake a cake, but I'm not going to put in baking soda this time. 
Uh, well, go ahead and bake that cake. <laughs> Comes out awesome. <laughs> It'll be the flattest cake you've ever seen. Yeah. Well, and, and like I said earlier, um, you know, I, I have required reading due to my professional life. Right? There, there are things uh, that, that I use as tools in my in my career. But I tell you what, every single lesson that I pull out of those books, it's it's been written. It's been written mm -hmm. already. All the all the great things and in, in, the, in the Bible. Uh, I tell you what, if if you're a young person. And you don't know which way is up, down, or indifferent. Start picking this thing up. Get into church, um, and, and be around people who are in the same path as you. Uh, and, and these lessons will just really jump off the page. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.